Hello and welcome to Driven to Sleep, the podcast that is meant to commute you on your way to the land of Nod. Um, just a little quick disclaimer this morning, because uh, I'm recording in the morning, I've, I've left um, my earpiece that I usually use to record at work, so... I am using uh, a, a, the old one, the one I started off recording on it, which I think isn't so good. So um, I apologise if the sound quality is, is a bit poor. Um, the, for the second half, it, it, it should be better. Um, yeah, you may hear a bit of rattling occasionally because this earpiece tends to come loose. Um, okay, so hello everyone. Hello to any new... Uh, or, or existing listeners, um, if, if you're checking this out and you, you, you've heard other episodes, thank you for staying with me, and uh, thank you for giving this a shot. If you're if you're a new listener, thank you for giving this a go. Um, I hope that you find it useful. Um, to all the new listeners out there this, this is uh, this podcast it's a real it's got a real simple idea behind it and that basically is that it's supposed to be used as a tool to help you get to sleep to help you take your mind off of things that are keeping you awake like if you're lying there and you're tossing and turning and you just can't get rid of the thoughts and, and issues that are going in your head you can't stop thinking about work then that's what this podcast is for, really, is just take your mind off that and hopefully just be enough white noise, uh, car noise and, and, you know, rain and wipers and, and and everything else you imagine with a with a commute to and from work. Oh, I, I forgot that bit, didn't I? Yeah, this is, all, all, all this podcast is, is, is me, James, hello, talking... Uh, on my way to and from work, or sometimes from and to work, depends. Depends, but uh, that's all this is, and it's unfiltered and unedited. <coughs> Sorry, um, yeah. So you, yeah, occasionally you'll hear me clearing my throat uh, or yawning. I do I yawn a lot, apparently. Um, you'll hear the car noise, you'll hear the car brake occasionally because it, it likes to break down, um, because I'm driving what can only be described as the worst car in the world, um, sometimes I talk too quietly, sometimes I don't, so you may have to adjust your volume to suit, um, but I mean you can just, you can just turn this, turn this to whatever volume you're happy with, you do not have to listen to what I'm saying. That is the most important point. Um, if anything, it's better if you, if you try not to listen to what I'm saying. I mean, the, 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 way, the way that I use podcasts like this um, is that I put them on and I sort of half listen. Now, it's quite... Um, it doesn't really make that much sense, but you kind of, I 
kind of half listen and I do still think of thoughts come into my head as I'm listening but I think there's just enough of a crossover that it's some kind of weird hypnotherapy and it just knocks me out now I'm sure there'll be people listening that have a much harder time of you know of, of, of getting to sleep and maybe it's not so simple for you guys um, but I mean hopefully uh, over because this is about an hour episode each episode is about an hour um, hopefully over the course of the hour you know you, you can drift off um, basic structure of this podcast uh, of these episodes is that uh, I, I well, yeah I, I tend to um, where am I uh, what I'm talking about I, I, I tend I tend to um, do the to part one on my way to work that's the typical setup I tend to do an intro um, you know and then explain the structure oh sorry I yawn a lot I told you that um, then I tend to talk about the weather that's my first thing weather talk and the weather talk tends to lead into something boring or interesting uh, or you know whatever I mean it, it can lead into lead into a memory or a thought or a, a feeling or or you know I might just ramble about something altogether different if there's something that you know sometimes thoughts come into your head well when thoughts come into my head I just talk about them straight away so I might just go off topic quite a lot um, then there's a little interlude it's like five seconds long and then there's uh, part two. Oh dear me and apparently I didn't get enough sleep last night so part two is um, a bit more a bit more it tends to be now now these days it tends to be when I talk about something that's happened at work or in the day or I've heard about or read in the news or something um, so I just talk about stuff really and it's all it's always different or sometimes it's not always different that's a lie sometimes it's the same sometimes it's going to be the same for days but I do I will try and mix it up a bit and I do try and keep it uh, as unopinionated as I can obviously this podcast is um, I don't know I suppose in a way it's like my it's kind of a personal diary uh, of sorts because I, all I can talk to you about is things that I know about or things that I feel or think and I suppose so there's always going to be an element of, of potential disagreement um try not to let it get to you just try and relax at the end of the day you know we're all different people and we are all going to have different opinions and thoughts on things and, and, it, and it really doesn't matter all that much in the grand scheme of it um, you know as long as we're 
we're all we're all relatively good people, uh, and we're all you know we're all different, and we can all we can all have different thoughts and feelings without hating each other. Is is what I'm trying to say. Um, there doesn't have to be any hate, does it? Because hate is bad. Um, yeah, so I mean that's the basic structure. Then, then I get home. Yeah, that's the basic structure. So, it's that. Um, and if you've got any feedback for me, please, 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 please tweet me uh, at Driven to Sleep. Um, that's two with a number two. But I think if you search Driven to Sleep podcast on Twitter, you might find me as well. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've barely used the account yet. I'm still waiting to start getting feedback from you guys. So if you're listening past this point and you're deciding that you're going to turn it off because you hate it already, um, just please send me a send me a tweet. Tell me why you hate it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I am all ears. Right. Um, well, what next? What next? I don't know. Uh, the weather, I guess. It's cold. Oh, it's, it's getting cold. It's really getting chilly. Uh, it says it's 11 degrees outside, but I'm telling you now, it feels colder than that. I think it's probably below 10. Um, I went for a run uh, last night and it was, I could see my breath. Uh, And it was supposed to be 11 degrees again, but I'm fairly certain that when I normally go running and it is 11 degrees, I can't see my breath, which leads me to believe that it was probably colder than that. Um, I don't actually know what temperature it needs to be for you to see your breath. But there we there we are. I need, maybe yeah, maybe that's an interesting thought. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's fairly overcast now. Uh, it looks like it's going to rain. I think it is supposed to rain quite a lot now for the next few days. Um, it's quite, you know, it's, it's a bit dark and a bit gloomy, quite cold. It doesn't feel like autumn right now. It, it seems it seems a lot close to wintry feel, which is sad because I, I love the autumn and I'm, I didn't want it to end yet. I, I needs to, needs to. I wanted to get, I want to get into December. You know. When it, in December, when it's when it starts to get really crisp, it's still autumny. Like you get that autumny sunshine, but we've just had so much rain over the last few days that it just feels yucky. And I know that rain isn't only for the winter. Um, you know, I'm no, I'm I'm fully aware that you know it's allowed to rain in autumn too. It's not. It's not just for the one season. Like you get rain in the summer and all that, but we've had so much rain that it's it's been very wintry feel um, lately. 
which sucks. But, I mean, uh, whatever. Um, what can you do? I mean, it's not like I can do a, a, an anti-rain dance and have that work. I don't know if that's a thing. Is that a thing? Can you do like a backwards rain dance? If you do it the opposite direction. Is there a sun dance you can do? I mean, if you did a rain and a sun dance at the same time, would you get a rainbow? I wonder. That would be something interesting to try out. I wonder if anyone's ever done that. Um, I mean, do these dances even work or do they just make you feel better? Is that the whole point of them, really? You know, like, so... Oh, we're all... It's a drought and we need water and we're all dehydrating and, and, and you know, everything's... This is really bad. This is really, really bad. We need to do a rain dance. So they get everyone together do a big rain dance and and for like a short little short period of time uh, although the purpose of the dance is supposed to be supposed to be to bring rain um, you know does it does it really just kind of make them all feel happier for a little while while they're dancing around together um, sort of community spirit and everyone's together and we'll get through this kind of vibe um, yeah I don't know I, I think maybe that's that's quite cool I think that's quite a cool idea yeah. I, I, I've been watching that it reminds me I, I, last night uh, inadvertently put the telly on and there was a programme called um the British tribe next door, or something like that. Uh, and uh, I don't, I don't know if many people know who this person is, but uh, in, in the UK, there's a um, sort of a celebrity, or sort of a minor celebrity, I suppose you could say, called Scarlett Moffat. Moffat, Moffat, Moffat. I don't know how you pronounce it properly. Anyway, so her family, they've gone somewhere and which and uh, this is at the it's a bit weird because they've for the purposes of the program they've constructed a replica replica I can't speak a replica of Scarlet Moffat's house next door to this tribe wherever they are I missed the start of this program so I, I apologize for that um, but I don't have all the details. Yeah, they, they they constructed a replica of their house next to this tribe, which I think is a little bit weird and a bit maybe wrong. Uh, not sure yeah, how I feel about that. Um, and, and yeah, it was quite interesting. It's quite interesting because this, obviously this tribe, they just, they just do things that they do. They don't. They 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 were like a stack because in in this house they've got everything. They've got like washing machines and dishwashers, and everything. And they were so astonished, like at the use of water, 
and yet they have to dig like massive holes just to get a tiny bit of water that's probably not even that clean and then they have to like all of them work together so there's this whole community spirit thing they all work together to get some water and they were getting water to like give water to their goats or something um, yeah it's just um, it's just crazy obviously they don't have cars they don't have TVs uh, they wear like barely any clothes um, they were trying to get Scarlet to like wear their traditional clothing which would mean that, that she had her breasts out um, and it was a bit sad really because they obviously I mean they, they even even they had their the things that they didn't like about themselves but they they definitely had a lot less hang ups than I guess Western people, women in, in Western society have um, they uh they, they couldn't understand why Scarlett didn't love herself because they, they were saying that how gorgeous she was and how like her body was amazing and she just, they just didn't understand it and she was and Scarlett was getting really upset because she did she couldn't because she's so unhappy with how she looks and how she feels and uh yeah, no, I don't know, it was just a really interesting program to see two worlds colliding like that and the different cultures. And, and, and in a lot of ways, I think sort of the tribes that live away from civilization, I think they've got it sorted more than the rest of us, you know. And I'm sure they, obviously, they don't have things like, like the dental and healthcare and all that sort of stuff that we are so lucky to have but at the same time they they don't have any of the hang ups that we have, any of the issues that we have, they don't have to worry about paying bills uh, and, and all that other stuff, obviously they, they worry about getting water and food but they do it all for themselves and they work hard to do all these things for themselves uh, yeah, just really, really interesting. I can't remember why I got onto this or what the point of my me getting onto this was, but there you go. It, uh, I found it. I found it very interesting. I found it illuminating, and and and, and a lot of the things, especially especially things for to do with women, it just proves that. I mean, if you don't have uh, social media, and if you don't have magazines or you know social media magazines and TV adverts as a woman you are able to love yourself a hell of a lot easier and it's basically what I took away from it um, because obviously the women they, the things they don't like about themselves I should imagine are just things that they see in other women in their tribe that they like like if they were to look at her, oh, she's got beautiful eyes. I wish my eyes were like that. That kind of thing. Which essentially is what I guess women do. Uh, and men, it's, I guess it's not synonymous to, both, uh, to, to either one. But I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's not 
only for one. It's, it, you know, women, but most, it is, oh, I think we can all agree, it's mostly women that get made to feel this way. But I should imagine it's a similar thing because women see other women, but it, it's so, it's just everywhere. It's everywhere in Western society, and it's, it's in your face constantly. And, um, and uh, there's definitely, obviously, and, and here we've got, you know, I've, I've, we, we have constant, all of it's blooming airbrushed and modified. Um, whereas, you know, these tribal women, it's none of it's that. They, you know, they're not interested in any of those. They don't want any of those things. The, the things that Scarlett hated about herself were the things they wanted. Um, which, you know, there you go. Um, see, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, an opinionated subject for part one, which, I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully you guys mostly agree with what I'm saying and don't, don't lie there trying to fall asleep being all angry. Um, but maybe not the best topic to try and go to sleep to. <laughs> but it's an interesting one for sure. Really interesting. I, I, I do love a social experiment. I'm a fan of... Uh, a lot of people don't like social experiments, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of social experiments. I always used to like Big Brother, which was sort of the ultimate social experiment for a long time. Um, and I quite like, there's a new program called The Circle. Uh, it's ain't new, it's not, it's only been, it's been, this year was the second year. And that's an interesting social experiment. Um, and if I remember to talk about it, I would talk about it in part two, but I don't think I will. But for now, I am gonna go because I am nearly at work and I'm gonna go onto the bumpy track and bumpy track is not so good for recording on. Um, so yeah, for you guys, I will be back uh, in but a few seconds. Okay, so we're back. Uh, I have the other headset on. I, I actually listened back to a little bit of the stuff from this, this morning, although the part one, should we call it? Um, I mean, it's part one. Let's just yeah. <laughs> call it what it is. Um, yeah, I listened back to a bit of part one, and actually, it didn't sound so bad. I, I'd, I'd got it onto my head, it, onto my head? I'd got it onto my head, uh, like a hat that um, my other headset that I was using wasn't as good as this one. But having said that, the other one, I mean, this one I'm using now cost me about three pounds uh, from China or something, uh, or, you know, God knows where. And uh, my other one is actually an old Xbox 360 headset. Um, and although that was also probably made in China, uh, I have a feeling that it's probably slightly better quality than this one. Um, so yeah, maybe I've been poo-pooing my other headset for no apparent reason. 
yeah, so I mean, I was thinking about my, my part one talking about uh, some quite deep stuff and then thinking, God, it's more driven to insanity rather than driven to sleep. But I mean, if you like to go to sleep insane, um, rolling around like a like a crazy person, then this is the podcast for you, isn't it? Um, anyways, so back out. I've had I've had a day and a half at work, not literally, um, but that's what it feels like. It's been busy, to say the least. Lots of challenges. But I think the the thing is, with every challenge, is an opportunity, perhaps, to expand your knowledge of a certain subject. Um, and that's kind of what it's been a bit like today. Uh, we're working on some projects where a lot of the work was done a while ago, uh, and I haven't touched on them for quite some time now. Uh, and it's all to do with hydraulics, uh, hydraulic systems, and um, yeah, a lot of the work that went into it uh, is is long gone. I, I can't remember uh, most of what happened, um, and so today was kind of like we were testing a unit out and um, kind of refreshing my mind on everything that had gone before and then trying to figure out why it wasn't working and then realising why it might not be working and then trying to overcome those issues and uh, it's all I find it all quite interesting and other people might find it all very disinteresting but I disinteresting? Is it, that's not a word that is not a word is it? Um, you can be disinterested but something is uninteresting isn't that right? Can you be uninterested? Disinterested? I, oh my god. I, now I'm lost. Words are not... No, words are no longer what they should be. I can show my disinterest in something. I can show my uninterest. No, that's not right. I can show my dis, dissatisfaction and disinterest. He was disinterested that doesn't sound right oh my goodness I, I need when I get home someone remind me when I get home to look up disinterested I'm almost certain that uninterested is a word and I'm almost certain that disinterest is a word but I'm not convinced that disinterested or uninterested are words. I have a feeling that I might have things all wrong uh, and I'm using all the wrong words for all the wrong reasons and, and it's all a mess and I, and I don't know which way is up or down anymore. Um, oh my god, where, I don't even know where I was. I was talking about something and I'm lost. It's gone, and now there are sheep. There are sheep in the field. I just, you know, sometimes when you get lost, uh, you know, when you get lost physically, when you're out 
you go for a walk. Uh, when's the last time? I mean, the last, I don't remember the last time I got lost. Physically lost. But it probably wasn't that long ago. Because I used to just... I would just go... I mean, when I go running, I'd sometimes just go running. Uh, just kind of see where I end up. And it's quite interesting to see where you end up. Um... Almost, almost purposefully get lost and see where you end up. Um, but why is it that when you get lost physically, you also become quite lost mentally? And I don't mean in terms of you like realise that you're lost. You kind of get that weird panic almost, uh, uh, clouded vision and mind like you, uh, nothing is nothing's nothing's clear in your mind because you've become lost and it's almost like it's you know it becomes too much to take or something does that make sense? Does make any sense I don't know does it matter are you guys all asleep yet hopefully um <laughs> oh my god today's episodes uh, episodes I'm having episodes. Today's episode is terrible. I apologise to everyone who's listening. Um, I've, I've had an opinionated part one. And I'm going to call this a woolly part two. This is not a good part two. Um, or is it? I don't know. I'm currently at some temporary traffic lights. I... So, uh, on top of the road closure that is making me take uh, this ridiculous journey around uh, a diversion that's really annoying, um, I now have to compete with uh, some some temporary traffic lights. And, you know, we all love temporary traffic lights, don't we? They're not, they're not the most annoying thing that anyone ever invented ever um, I, I genuinely don't really understand why I, uh, they get you so um, these guys have been working everywhere recently uh, where we live down here where we live you know all of us um, they've been uh, putting in some new internet cable Okay, so during the day when they're working and they've got vans and stuff, they have them in the road. And in the day, they, they could maybe, maybe the temporary traffic lights are warranted. Um, but I even think in the day that, you know, you could probably get away with just giveaway signs. Most of the roads that they're working on are, you know, quite small uh secondary like rurally you know like small roads they're not really main roads a lot of the roads are doing stuff on and the amount of traffic probably really just doesn't warrant the need to have temporary traffic lights in but they're using them anyway um but it's it's at the end of the day when they're gone that things get really fun because they leave all the cones uh, beep. Um, they leave all the cones uh, in the road, even though there's nothing in the road to be coning off. 
uh, and they leave the temporary traffic lights there because obviously they've driven their vans away and they're not there anymore, nothing's there. There's just temporary traffic lights for a coned off section of road where there is nothing because the roadworks are going on on the pavement and there's always a pavement on the other side of the road for pedestrians so it's not like you need the pedestrian walkway because you you can always just cross it having said that nine times out of ten people can probably just quickly walk along the road past the little bit that they're working on but what I don't understand is when they finish working for the day why don't they just put the pull the cones into the side you know maybe they could even leave a little walkway for pedestrians and a give and a give way sign or, or an arrow to say go around or whatever and get rid of the, the the traffic lights just for the evening and the night and whatever you know because when it's really that's when it starts to get busy they, they go home then it starts to get busy because everyone's coming home from work and then there's traffic lights there and you're like oh there's traffic lights oh. and then when you get you get past it you realise that you're actually waiting there for nothing like the traffic lights were there just cause like someone thought that would be a good idea uh, you know who the hell thought that would be a good idea so whoever invented temporary traffic lights, thank you very much. You've made everyone's lives a lot slower. Um, I wish I could say that I was grateful for your creation. But honestly, uh, I wish that you'd never invented it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a giveaway sign. Uh, there's everything wrong with temporary traffic lights. Because, I mean, a lot of the time, the guys don't even know how to set them up, do they? I mean, they, they'll put the timer on and it's like, oh, there's loads of cars coming through. Well, well, at least when it goes over our side and it changes, you know, it's going to let about 50 cars through as well. And then it changes and lets two cars through. And then you've got to wait another five minutes for it to let another 50 cars through the other way. And then it changes and lets two cars through. And like, what's all that about, honestly? How, it, I don't know how difficult these things are to set up but clearly they're not easy enough because whoever invented them hasn't thought about the fact that they're going to get like the nipper who's just you know oh, go, go over there nipper and go and set that those traffic lights up he doesn't know how to do it he doesn't want to ask for help because then he's making himself look like he doesn't know what he's doing and he's trying to impress his like new boss and his new pals by showing them that he knows what he's doing and so he just does what he thinks and he's like well oh, I don't know what this is and it's like probably setting so it's for seconds or something and he's like I set this one for 2,000 and, and this one over here and he thinks what did I set that one for was it 20,000 okay I'll do that for 20,000 uh, he hasn't got a clue what he's doing he's just done whatever and uh, no one told him how to use it and then you've got a whole lot of traffic mess uh, you know angry people and, and the thing is you can't just lean out the window and say your traffic lights suck uh, because they're just going to tell you to F off aren't they and then, but you got you, there's no one you can phone to say 
Hey, these guys have set these traffic lights up a bit wacky. Uh, you know, they're on for 10 minutes in one direction and eight seconds in the other. Uh, and they're like, well, you know, there's always a reason. Who's uh, they? I don't know. Who have I found? I don't know. I found my wife. Hey, uh, these traffic lights, there's an issue here. What do you want me to do about it? I don't know, I thought I'd phone someone. You know, I might as well complain to someone. It's not like I'm gonna get anything out of the council, I suppose. If I complain to them, it'd just be like, well, where was the road was? I can't, I don't know the name of the road. Well, if you don't know the name of the road, how can we tell you, you know, how can we tell them? Well, it's that road, that, you know, where you get, oh, okay, well, so that's this, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Right, oh, unfortunately, we don't have any contact numbers for the guys that are working on that site because they're private contractors. Oh. So there's, like, literally no way of linking up with, no, well, no. I mean, these days, the government just farms everything out to private people, don't they? So it's got loads of private firms that aren't oh, totally uncontrolled. Ah, okay. That seems really sensible. Um, I don't know. Why, what am I talking about? I just don't even know anymore. Oh. Oh, well, you know, at least we're nearly home. My car's nice and toasty. It's uh, It's been a chillier day today. It's been chillier, chillier. Uh, not that I've seen too much of it. I, I was outside for a little bit because obviously, like I said, we were doing some testing. And the testing is outside because it's a, is it, what we're testing is a diesel-driven hydraulic power pack, which means it's a diesel engine. You can't really test a diesel engine inside because um, you know you're just going to kill everyone, or at least people are going to get ill, you know, or at least ingest some smoke and probably not be, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's not so good to test engines indoors motors yes engines no uh, and the difference is that a motor is electric and an engine is not basically although they can both produce electric and they can both push things around, I guess. Uh, they're similar, but different, aren't they? And, uh, yeah, and that's what we, we make, sort of, electro-hydraulic power packs and diesel-driven hydraulic power packs. Um, I, do we, I think we, we probably have a generator or two. We make a lot of those, and we make oil recovery skimmers, so so when you when you see uh, you know on the telly when there's like a you know, really bad oil spill at sea and um, what they'll do is they put a load of what they call boom around the spillage to contain it or we make the boom well I mean there are other companies but our company we make boom to do that and uh, and then what they do is it, it is they've got some they've got a number of options of what they can do to recover the oil or 
like try and get it to dissipate naturally back into the sea. Um, but what we yeah, what we make a lot of is what they call oil skimmers or recovery skimmers, and they can throw that into the oil, and it basically scoops the oil up uh, without scooping up too much water. So you get a high recovery rate of oil, and then we make pumps as well, or, or sometimes there's pumps on the skimmers, and um, yeah, it pumps the the recovered oil into like a tanker or a storage vessel or something, and we also make the storage vessels. So we kind of we provide systems for oil recovery, and we do different ones, some for sea, some for, obviously you've got like oil refineries and, and, and different refineries and which we call industrial projects I guess you could call it, but I think they're not all industrial but you know what I mean like for, for things like on land situations and it's a similar kind of thing because a lot of them it's, and I mean even like we, we did one recently in London in, well, I never realised either when you get um, you get a road um, you have obviously uh, provision to get like under the road to like clean uh, water drains in and stuff and, and whatever. Um, not making much sense, but basically, what I didn't realise was that in London, you've got where you've got a lot of uh, tunnels going on or bridges or tunnels, whichever way you want to look at it. Where the road goes under another road, essentially. Um, underneath that tunnel road is what they call an interceptor pit. And basically, like in case there's an oil spill in the tunnel, because I guess if there's an oil spill out on the open road, you can clean it up uh, using sorbents, which like soak it up. But if there's like a big oil spill in a tunnel, you can't really do that as easily. So what they do is they have, uh, it just drains down into a pit. And then everything that drains into that pit, like water and, and, and oil and stuff. And then we made a, a special skimmer to go in the pit so that it recovers the oil from the water. Um, and then the oil gets taken from the skimmer and it gets pumped into a storage tank and when the storage tank gets to a certain level it then pumps all of the oil out of that storage tank um, up onto a top tank and then the top tank can get taken away by whoever. That's the idea. And then all the water can just get pumped out and then that gets, that gets taken so you end up with clean water and you end up with oil and then you can sort, sort them out um, and the good thing about the kit that we create is that it will even recover like petrols and diesels and stuff as well um, and so yeah it's pretty good I guess like although not in not in, we're not an entirely environmentally friendly company because 
and we're trying to get there like they want they're trying to do a lot of things to try and make us more environmentally friendly because I suppose problem with a lot of industrial say industrial manufacturing companies is that a lot of the processes in order to create the stuff that is the stuff that's good for the environment a lot of the processes aren't that environmentally friendly um, like lots of fumes and, and, and things like that and quite a lot of waste unfortunately although I think that probably goes to better use these days I just imagine a lot of the metal goes off and gets reused somehow um, but yeah it's quite it is quite nice feeling quite nice feeling quite a nice feeling that uh, like a lot of the equipment that I have designed and then that we have made um, basically goes on to be used to help the environment kind of feel like I'm sort of doing my little bit Or uh, you know, a a bit, a bit more than um, sort of than your average person, I suppose. In that, like you know, in that sort of aspect of things, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there doing more than me on, in, on a personal level. But yeah, it feels it's quite. I guess it gets feels quite rewarding in a way because. Um, yeah. I um, yeah, you can get that that sense of doing some good, which is interesting actually. It's uh, you always think, don't you? Well, people always say, in order to be like completely selfish, you should you should you should want to help people and do things for people and try and uh, be charitable all this stuff um, you know put others before yourself and things like this and and, the, and that's fine right it's a brilliant theory but the theory is slightly flawed because even the most genuinely selfless person uh when they do something for someone else and they see that that other person is happy, it will make the person that has helped them happy. And by definition, it is not an entirely selfless act. I think a completely selfless act would be, I mean, because what I mean is you still gain something from it because if it makes you happy, gaining from it um, I'm not saying there's a I don't have a problem with that I think it's brilliant I think I, I love to do stuff for people and see them happy it makes me feel amazing um, and I genuinely I mean if it didn't make me feel amazing I probably wouldn't do it as much but then I think that is so if you if, if someone out there if they're doing something for someone genuinely they have no emotion when that person is happy uh, then it's completely selfless I mean obviously if they were annoyed about it I don't think it would be selfless either because I think then, then 
Um, do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's the negative. It means that they didn't want to do it. Like they're doing it even though they didn't want to. And if they didn't want to, then it's because they're thinking of themselves. But then if they get satisfaction out of it, it means that they're happy. And, and, and by definition, it's not completely selfless because they have gained something from it. So you'd have to do something, feel nothing. And I don't think that that's possible. I don't think people have the capacity to do something kind, see see a positive reaction, and then feel nothing. Um, and and you know, and it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely cool. Like I said, I mean, I I wouldn't if I didn't if I felt annoyed or if I didn't feel anything, I definitely wouldn't do kind things as often. It feels great when you do something for someone. You get someone a gift something they really needed or try and help them out in some way and and they're really grateful and happy and thankful it makes me feel awesome it makes me feel really good um, and it is good to do stuff like that obviously don't keep yourself to yourself be you know go out put yourself out there a bit help people a bit it's, it's a great thing to do but I just don't believe in the whole uh, you know, truly selfless thing. I just don't get it. There are no selfless acts. Anyway, with that end point, that, that shocker, ooh, um, I really apologise for this episode. It's not good. But honestly, no one's listening to this anyway, so I don't know that it matters. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, if you have been listening, and if you've listened all the way to the end, I, I, I applaud you. Thank you so much. Um, genuinely and please get reach, reach out to me on Twitter at driven to sleep um, driven with a number two driven to sleep and uh, I'd love to hear from you and see what you think and let me know uh, how you've gone and if it helped you feel sleepy or if it just took your mind off the stuff or whatever um, and if you if you've listened and you're asleep that's a, that's an amazing brilliant exactly what we wanted uh, we've made it hallelujah I wish you all a wonderful uh, night uh, I will speak to you again soon good night <laughs>